Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. Studio 34. This is the BFFs. He is Frank Stample. I am Greg Sussman. Reggie, what's going on, bud? Reggie, happy hump day to you. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Will you happy be going last out? Day, happy last day of the week here, Frank. Absolutely. Uh, well, for Not me really, at I'm, least. I'm here tomorrow. For me at least. Sorry, bud. Uh, will you be going out and partying hard tonight, Greg? I will. I'll, I will absolutely be partying hard on my couch, uh, oh, catching no. up on Watchmen. That's the plan. Ah, uh, that's that's the husband life. That's the near dad life. Not, My wife isn't even here. Not yet. My wife's not even <laughs> home. This is this is single Greggy life. That's to be at work tomorrow morning at six thirty in the morning. Life. All right. Sorry, bud. Yeah, well, no worries, man. I'm excited. Are you a big Thanksgiving guy? Uh, you know what? It's Judy's favorite holiday, but really, yeah, doesn't do it for you. You know why? Not a surprise. I don't really like turkey. You don't like anything. Or stuffing. <laughs> or any of this traditional stuff that you eat on Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah. That's why I heard you doing the FanDuel hurry up before, and you mentioned that you're going to be eating meatballs tomorrow. Everyone downstairs was like, what? Yeah. Why, why is Greg talking about eating meatballs on Thanksgiving? It's sweet. It's part of the Thanksgiving uh, <laughs> tradition. I, I know you do like your meatballs, Greg. Who doesn't like meatballs, Frank? I don't know. Exactly. That's I my do. Point. That's my <laughs> point. Everybody likes meatballs. So it's a good I did not like Thanksgiving, though, man. I mean, even aside from the food, it's the start of a four-day weekend. You've got football on all day. It's a great day. It is a great day. How did you sleep last night? How did I sleep last night? I slept very well. You were late. How about I'm not you? Late for you. So were you. I was. I left to go. I left to do last. I night. saw you on. Uh, I saw you on one of our rundowns. One of our many rundowns here. I was good. I didn't. I didn't really do anything on the rundown <laughs> until this morning. Um, but yeah, I was ready to rock. I slept great. Not having a wife to sleep with, awesome feeling. All right, she already started her she, Thanksgiving she's festivities. She's gone. So I was just like, wow, what is this space Greg's I Greg's got the whole queen-size bed to himself. Correct. Sleeping well. It's awesome. <laughs> Life is good. Well, I'm happy to hear. Life is good. Dress myself today, too. You dress yourself. I like that shirt, man. Thanks, bud. It's a great shirt. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, Thanksgiving games, of course, going on tomorrow. Three games. We talked a lot about them yesterday. Today, we have a lot to do. We're going to try to hit on as much as... Sunday's slate as we can. Virginia Zakis will join us coming down at 2.20. I know I promised you, EY, he is not here. He had some late things to take care of. So Frank and I uh, will take you 
all through the top of the hour doing as much as we can. But I want to start with something, Frank, that we're going to get to with Virginia in a little bit. And that is the status of Damian Williams because we're not doing the leftovers this week because we don't have time to do it. But I'll start with a little leftovers. Damian Williams didn't practice today or isn't practicing today. We didn't really mention that yesterday when going through the waivers. As I was talking about Benny Snell and Chase Edmonds or whatnot. I brought up Daryl Williams. We didn't go in-depth on yeah. Daryl Williams. I think sure. maybe we, I should have harped on that a, a little bit more. Because Damian Williams doesn't play. LaShawn McCoy and Daryl and Williams are, are going to split time for Kansas City in a really, really good matchup against Oakland. Shouldn't people be more excited about Daryl Williams? Well, I understand why people are not overly excited about him. He's not a very exciting player. He kind of just does whatever he does. But the last time we saw the Chiefs playing, Darrell Williams led this team in snaps, led them in carries. He scored a touchdown, as did LaShawn McCoy, but ended up leaving with the concussion. Now, it looks like LaShawn McCoy is going to be good to go. And I saw a couple people tweeting about this yesterday regarding Damian Williams. There was a, a reporter scrum around Andy Reid. Everyone asked him about LaShawn McCoy, Tyreek Hill. No one asked him about Damian Williams. But now we know that he isn't practicing. So, uh, yeah, when it comes to the leftover segment, if you do need a running back flex, you're desperate, end of your bench, why not grab one of the running backs that plays for one of the best offenses in the league in the Kansas City Chiefs? Brought him up yesterday. I'm with you in agreement 100%. If you missed out on Benny Snell, if you missed out on Rashad Penny, I think Darrell Williams is a fine running back to add right now. Yeah, I, I think he makes sense. Tyreek Hill just... Giving you the update there. Andy Reid was optimistic about his status for Sunday, and for good reason. He practiced, or is practicing, in full today for the Chiefs. So as long as he comes out of practice good, well, he'll be good to go, obviously, on Sunday. Tyreek Hill in a position to, in a great matchup. We're talking to Jim Saunders for the FanDuel hurry up earlier. Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, all three are tops at their position this week. All in the same offense. This Chiefs offense has a chance to explode on Sunday against Oakland. As they should be. You look at Oakland, they are 30th in pass defense DVOA. The New York Jets just lit them up as well. Sam Darnold playing very well right now. But this Oakland Raiders defense, uh, the way to attack them is with the pass. You can run on them a little bit, but you can that's do anything secondary. Them. You can. I mean, that's how it's been for you know the past <laughs> decade or two when it comes to the Oakland Raiders defense. But specifically against the pass, I think Patrick Mahomes is just due for a monster game. We saw earlier in the year, Greg, he threw for over 400 yards either three or four touchdowns, whatever it was. He had a monster game against Oakland. I think we get another one of those this week. Yeah, I think so as well. Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, fresh off the bye, and they'll sprint to the finish here um, this year. Are there any other leftovers, Frank, that we didn't talk about necessarily yesterday that you wanted to at least bring up? Obviously, I, I mentioned Chase Edmonds is somebody that you want to maybe take a flyer on here just in case. Uh, he's the one that pops off for Arizona. Is there anybody else that comes to mind? Because I know, again, we just don't have the time to do it today. We brought his name up a little bit towards the end of the show, and I was asking you guys what you thought about him downstairs. And Anthony Miller, yeah. I'm interested here. Look, 20 targets over his last two games. Taylor Gabriel was just ruled out for tomorrow. Much like the Oakland Raiders, the Detroit Lions can't stop anything right now. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. And the way to target that defense specifically is in the slot. And Anthony Miller, that's where he plays more often than not for the Bears offense. Uh, a lot of, I've seen a lot of people actually on Mr. Trubisky this week. Again, for that very reason, the Lions suck, dude. So I'm actually in on uh, on Anthony Miller. If you need a wide receiver three, a flex replacement, I think he's in a good spot for tomorrow. And, and just uh, just for clarity here, Frankie, you were talking just a moment ago. You were considering starting Anthony Miller over Debo Samuel. That's how high you have Anthony Miller ranked this week. Yeah, because the Ravens secondary since 
Marcus Peters has joined them. They've just shut down pretty much every wide receiver that they face. So I'm not expecting a big game out of Jimmy G. Sorry, Ventura, the closer downstairs. I am a little bit worried about Debo Samuel against the Ravens. We'll take a break here. We'll come back. We'll dive into Sunday's games, and we'll break it down as only we can here on the BFFs. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So I hope you can stand the vibration, because we're about to rock the entire nation. Alright? Here we go. Back with you here on the BFFs, Greg Sussman, Frank Stample, hanging out with you on a Wednesday, which is basically our Friday. We're pumped up, man. Excited about it. Well, our Friday, your Friday. But it's cool. We're ready to rock. Ready to get in and break down some of these games and answer the important questions that, well, everybody may have. And I know a question you've been really circling about. We briefly mentioned it yesterday. Let's dive in a little bit further today. The Houston Texans are taking on the New England Patriots on Sunday. That Patriots defense, well, they've been as good as any defense in the NFL. The question that you brought up yesterday is what do you do about Deshaun Watson? You have Sam Darnold as an option. You have Ryan Tannehill as an option. But Sunday night at home in Houston, it's Deshaun Watson taking on the New England Patriots. Are you going to bench Deshaun Watson? I think you can bench Deshaun Watson if Sam Darnold is available, if you have Ryan Tannehill on your team. I currently have Deshaun Watson as my QB12, just ahead of him. Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Kyler Murray. So that gives you a little bit of context of where I have him. The expert consensus rank on Fantasy Pros has Deshaun Watson as the QB11, so I have him one spot lower than that. I thought about moving Nick Foles ahead of him, Nick Foles going up against Tampa Bay. But Greg, you're right. Look, this Patriots defense, It's not at this point, it's not just who they have faced. Because they faced a good quarterback. I understand there were weather conditions last week in Dak Prescott, who has very good weapons to throw the ball to, and Dak Prescott did not show up last week. Now, I understand this game is at home. It's a little bit different. It's inside of a dome. So I'm not saying you just completely bench Deshaun Watson. Still have him as my QB 12, but I think that there are enough reasons to be worried about him. He has faced the Patriots twice in his career, Greg. One of those games, 300 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. If you got that game, I think you would be fine with it. Last year, week one against this Patriots defense, 176-1-1. and So you kind of see what the upside is, what the floor has been facing this Patriots defense. I think he's a low-end QB1. Do you own, do you own him anywhere? Outside of best ball, no. Because I want to know if you really could do it. If you really, because that's what your rankings are, what you yeah. really do. If you really would go out on your waivers, pick up Ryan Tannehill, and bench Deshaun Watson. I would. Okay. I give you my word. A couple of years ago, I remember you called me out for having Jared Goff ranked ahead of Tom Brady. I think I actually did it in a league, and, and, it, and worked it worked out. out. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I mean, look, would I 
put out of my rankings is what I actually would do with my team. And if I have that player on my team and it, and it turns out that I have a decision like this where I end up changing my mind, where I'm like, look, I just can't pull the trigger, then I actually do change my rankings. So I, I try to reflect what I would actually do with my own teams as much as I possibly can through my rankings, and this is something I actually would do. Okay, so there you go. He actually would actually, at this point, bench Deshaun Watson for Sam Darnold for Ryan Tannehill. Where's Josh Allen on that list? I have him just ahead of Deshaun Watson as well. I have him as my QB9. So you're starting Josh Allen tomorrow on Thursday on Thanksgiving in Dallas over Deshaun Watson. I am. Okay, so there you go. That's the deal uh, with Josh Allen. He's obviously um, done I'm enough. completely out on Matt Ryan too, Greg. I have him QB16. Really? Yes. Should I drop him for Josh Allen? Yes. Or Darnold or Ryan Tannehill. Because I have those three quarterbacks back to back to back. Look, Matt Ryan has two touchdown passes in... He has three touchdown passes, excuse me, in three games since returning. Potentially playing without Julio Jones tomorrow against the New Orleans Saints who get a ton of pressure on the quarterback. Julio thinks he's going to play, just for the record. Even if he plays, he's likely limited, Greg. We might see a a T.Y. Hilton type situation where he's running on the sidelines, where he's not playing his full complement of snaps. I understand that this game could end up being a shootout, but we've seen this before. These two teams played on Thanksgiving last year, and the Falcons just didn't show up. The Falcons are one of the hardest teams to figure out right now, not just from a fantasy football perspective, from a betting perspective, from an NFL perspective. It seems like they can beat any team on a given week. Heck, they did it a couple of weeks ago against the Saints, where they also cannot show up on any given week against the Tampa Bay Bucks in Week 12 like we just saw uh, this past Sunday. So, really tough situation to figure out. Julio Jones banged up. I'm out. I'm out on Matt Ryan. I said it yesterday. I'm sticking to my guns, Greg. I'm out. All right, you're out on Matt Ryan. We'll see what he does uh, this week. Tomorrow, of course, against New Orleans. I want to get into a, a strategy conversation before we move on really to Sunday, if that's okay with you. Sure. So, it's uh, we can have the conversation again Monday, but I'm in a position, I was telling you this downstairs, I think it's a conversation to bring up. And we do it this time every year, but now it actually applies to me. So, in my league, heading into week 13, I know some of my league mates are listening, and I'm not trying to hide anything, right? All six playoff spots are clinched. Now, you still have some seeding to figure out, but there is, no, there is no fear of anybody missing the playoffs this week. They are all clinched, all have the star next to their name. All right. Okay? But, naturally, some teams are stronger than others. Some teams you'd like to avoid playing. Possible. Are you one of those teams? Can I answer honestly? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think I might. Hockey, Greg, out here. Let's go. This is just from what I, what my friends have told me. Like we don't want to play you in the first round. I go okay, cool. Do you get a buy? No, I will not have a buy. No buys. Okay. You get buys. Oh, you, you do have, have buys in your league. You will I not don't have, have a buy. Okay. I will not get the buy. That's locked up. Sure. But there's certain teams I want to avoid also. Like all right, I'm a team that people don't really want to face because I have some. I have really good matchups next week. That's what it is. I would like to avoid, I want to be on one side of the bracket, away from a certain team. Or if I could, try to control who I play next week. I'd like to do that. When I brought this up downstairs, you're like, oh, it's bad fantasy karma. You don't want to mess with whatever goes, goes. And I'm like, we spend all year analyzing every freaking stat, every data point that we could find, analyzing uh, numbers and, and terms that I don't understand. I understand this. I want to put my team in the best position to succeed. If I look at Week 14's matchups and I see a team that has Leonard Fournette against Baltimore, I know they don't necessarily play, but like 
Why would I? I want to face that team over some of the other teams I could face. <laughs> Don't break it, Greg. Sorry, I got excited. Like, why wouldn't I look at some of the matchups and try to find a team that will be a better matchup for my team? All right, here's one of the problems, Greg. Who's to say that you don't have another team in your league that is also going to try and do I'm the same sure thing? I'm sure they will. So I'm sure they will. At this point, you're, you might just end up screwing yourself. because I'm screw myself. So if you maybe change things around in your lineup or whatever on Monday night, right? Uh-huh. To try and you know, maybe finish at a different seed yes. to face a different team. Yes. Who's to say that another team won't do the same thing, and next thing you know, you end up screwing yourself into playing a team that you didn't want to play because someone else did the same exact thing as you? I think it's very possible, and I think that's something you got to consider, right? Like you got to assume that But there's happen. no way that you'll ever know. Sure you Like, can. you can only... What do you mean? I mean, right up till game time. I mean, I could, I could watch the other team. You check, do you not, when you set your a DFS lineup, do you not yeah. check it right up to game time? You do. Same thing. So you're going to check all the other teams in your no, league? It's not all the other teams. I'm all right, it's only teams that have players playing on Monday night. Number one and only teams that I care about, yeah. seeding-wise. Who knows where their matchups will be? Who knows where my matchup will be on Monday I night? I mean, look, all the power to you, man. If you can pull it off, I just think that there's a lot of context that goes into that. Of course there is. Things are going to be moving very quickly at that time where, you know, things could be separated by points scored, Greg. And where, like, maybe there, things aren't... It's going aren't, to be, I would assume. Things aren't, like... You're going to try and project what's going to happen on Monday Night Football the best that you could, but right. you don't know. It's just a, There's so many things that are going to change by the think, time you wake up I don't agree. Tuesday morning. I don't agree with you. So, so try it. And I, let me know how it goes. I, I might. Well, I, I would personally... I will give you this context on Monday. I won't mess with the integrity of the league it's nothing, it's not, of, uh, of fantasy football. I'm going to put out my best lineup. I'm going to try and earn as many points as I possibly can. I'm going to try and finish as the highest seed as I possibly can. Doesn't necessarily make sense. I mean, that's your perspective. I'm just saying, like, there are things that are going to happen that are going to be out of your control as well. If I am the three seed, okay, so in the three in Yahoo, we don't reseed. Yeah. So the three seed is on the uh, two seed side of the bracket, right? It's three plays six, and then two plays three. That's how it works. If I th- if I'm the three seed, and I think the two seed is significantly stronger than the one seed, I may do something about that. All right. Let me know how it goes. I, I mean, this is. Next level strategy, I personally, I'm not going to knock you for it. To each your own. I mean, try and pull it off. If it works out for you, you win a, you win a chip, then perfect. It worked out. I, I have never actually done that to that level to try and finish a certain seed in order to try and I've done it. face a different team. I've done it. Has it worked out for you in the past? Yes. Uh, I'll explain it to you. No one cares about this. We have Virginia coming up next. I'll explain it to you off the air. But we have done it. We wound up making the finals and losing the finals, but we did make it to the finals. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with the Virginia Zonkis coming up next. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Inside Injuries with Virginia Zakis. Tis but a scratch. A scratch? Your arm's off. A special Thanksgiving treat. Virginia Zakis joins us here on a Wednesday in preparation of Thanksgiving and for Sunday. What's happening, Virginia? Hey, guys. How's it going? Happy early Thanksgiving. 
Oh, thank you. It's, it's great. We have our Skype board up, even though it's, it's not, she's not on Skype. This is great. It's a great board. It is great. Shout out to Alex Rosano downstairs. Alex. That was cool. Uh, making the board. We are, we are manipulating things. The power of production, Greg. It looks like she's still right here with us. It's awesome. I, I, I love it. Virginia, I know we didn't ask you um, about this. I just wanted to give out the breaking news while we have it. Um, but this came out of nowhere. So Adam Thielen's been out for a while uh, for the Minnesota Vikings and practiced a short practice yesterday. Today, back in sweats, officially listed as they did not participate in practice. Maybe a bit of a setback for Adam Thielen. Yeah, this is, uh, this is big news here, Greg. We'll have to monitor this for the rest of the week. We thought that coming out of the bye, everything would be good for Adam Thielen. Uh, that's what they were telling us all along. That's why they set, sat him out going into the bye, uh, but potentially re-injured himself, so we will have to pay close attention to uh, Adam Thielen. Someone just asked us in the chat, Thielen or John Brown? I think based on this news, you start John, John Brown, Brown on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Now, a name that we are still questioning, though, Virginia, we've opened the show with him before, it's Damian Williams from the Chiefs. We know Tyreek Hill returned to practice, which was great. Damian Williams did not for Kansas City. What's the latest that you have on him? So they haven't really said what exactly is going on with him other than it's a rib injury. I actually don't think it's a fracture because if I think it was, it would have showed up on an x-ray and it already would have been reported. But I believe this could be a rib cartilage injury, which can actually be a little bit more painful sometimes than just a standard rib fracture. We're showing a three to four week optimal recovery time. Um, I don't really see him playing this week. I think best case is he returns next week. Um, And it's, you know, it's just one of those really painful injuries. If he tries to play through it, he could be in and out of the game every time he takes a big hit. Um, he could, you know, be running back to the sideline um, just trying to get the pain under control. So I think this is going to be a multi-week injury um, based on what we know so far. All right, so Daryl Williams, one of those leftover running backs Absolutely. that you should be targeting right now. Virginia, I want to stick with the Kansas City Chiefs. Tyreek Hill, dealing with a hamstring injury, practiced in full today. Does everything look like he's going to be good to go 100% heading into week 13? Wouldn't quite say 100%, but it does look like he's going to be ready to return. Um, but we know how tough these hamstring strains are. Highly, highly recurrent injuries. Um, just look at what you just said about feeling. You think you're good to go. You go out there, you try to get in a full practice, and then it acts up again. So, you know, all along our algorithm has been saying that this is a grade one strain, and his healthy to return date is in week 13. So I do think he has a good chance at playing um, and actually playing pretty well this week. His health performance factor is back in that above average category, but he's had quite a few injuries. Um, he's still going to be a high injury risk. And it's also worth noting that he also had a hamstring strain in 2017 and a groin strain last year. So he has a history of these soft tissue injuries, making this a little bit more concerning. All right, so we got some risk there, Greg, when it comes to Tyreek Hill. Sounds like he's good to go. He's practicing in full. Amazing matchup, like we mentioned. You got to get him in there. Yeah, you have to get him in there. And Igbai came at a perfect time for Tyreek Hill, who hopefully will miss no games with this hamstring injury. Okay, up next, Virginia, let's continue on. Let's go with a team, another team that is playing tomorrow. It's the Detroit Lions who are banged up, specifically at the quarterback position. No Matthew Stafford. Potentially no Jeff Driscoll. How serious is his injury to Lions quarterback Jeff Driscoll? Yeah, so he's still been pretty sore with um, a hamstring strain. He ended up finishing their game last weekend. Um, but, you know, hamstring injuries can often, you know, you feel like it's just a little tweak or some tightness, and then you quickly realize that actually it's a little bit more serious. So I think that's what's going on here. Um, I'd still give him a decent chance to play. 
tomorrow, but it will definitely limit his mobility. I think he'll, uh, you know, really stay in the pocket a lot. Don't really see him scrambling. Won't be very mobile if he does try to play tomorrow. Um, but yeah, as of yesterday, still pretty sore, hat in practice, um, and I'm concerned about him. Yeah, and that's something he was actually relying on while he was starting, Greg, was making plays with his legs. He's been scrambling a ton, so uh, if he can't do that, it obviously limits the upside of the Detroit Lions offense tomorrow on Thanksgiving. I want to stick with Thanksgiving now as well, Virginia, and Julio Jones playing in the night game against the New Orleans Saints. He has been dealing with a shoulder injury. It now sounds like he's optimistic that he's going to play, but... I don't think that he's going to be 100%. What does the algorithm say about Julio Jones, and what does his health performance factor look like coming into this short week on Thursday night? Yeah, so he's definitely not going to be 100%, but Julio is one of those kind of freak guys that often is you know far from 100%, but still gets out there and plays, even if he doesn't practice and ends up playing pretty well. Um, didn't really practice this week, officially questionable. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they wait and see how his shoulder feels right up until game time. Um, but if he plays, you know, I, again, I think he's one of those guys that can go out there and actually play pretty well. Um, his health performance factor is below average. So going to be painful if he plays again, if he takes a big hit that can really hurt, um, may not be able to kind of stretch out and reach for some of the balls he usually, um, is able to grab, but you know, I still think he could get out there and have a pretty good game tomorrow if they do choose to make him active. A bit of a pain tolerance issue for Julio Jones tomorrow. How much he can take in that shoulder, we'll see. He went to the locker room, of course, last week with the injury. Hopefully, he, if he plays tomorrow, he play the way we expect Julio Jones to play. I know people are going to be eating a lot of turkey tomorrow. That stuff knocks you out, Greg, but you're going to want to be awake for the inactives when they come out for the Atlanta Falcons just to make sure that Julio Jones is in the lineup, but it does sound like he's going to play. All right, let's continue on, Frank. Let me get... Uh, to the guy I've been kind of touting this week, and that's Chase Edmonds. I've told everyone, pick him up. Don't leave him out there. He could be a starter in Arizona. It's been a while, Virginia, since we've seen Chase Edmonds. What kind of a performance should we expect from him on Sunday? Yeah, so we actually had him with a healthy return date in week 12, of course, when they had a bye. So I think, you know, he should be good to go. His injury risk has improved from um, high to elevated. Um, and his health performance factor is back in the peak category. So, as always, coming back from a hamstring strain, there's going to be a little bit of a risk there, but his numbers have improved significantly over the last few weeks, and I think he should be good to go. So that's good, Frank. I mean, listen, yep. he's healthy. He's ready to go. Last time we saw You've him, been touting always- him. You've been the Chase Edmonds guy. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens ultimately, how this backfield breaks down. I still think that Kenyon Drake probably leads them in snaps and touches, but this will be an interesting week to watch with presumably all three running backs healthy for the Arizona Cardinals. Virginia, I want to hit you with a trifecta here. So let's go to the Philadelphia Eagles where they have Alshon Jeffrey, Carson Wentz, and Jordan Howard all banged up. I would say... The one that they sound the most optimistic about is Alshon Jeffrey. It sounds like he's been practicing. I think Carson Wentz is going to be good to go. Okay. Wouldn't surprise me if they you know, lean a little bit more on the run in this game against the Miami Dolphins here, Greg. But Virginia, when it comes to Wentz, Alshon Jeffrey, and Jordan Howard, you know, which one do you feel best about and which one maybe are you the most pessimistic about heading into Week 13? So of those three, I'd definitely say I feel best about Carson Wentz. Um, he's got a bruised middle finger on his right hand. Of course, it's going to affect him a little bit, but once he gets out there, I think he's going to be okay. If it was his thumb, I'd be a little more concerned. Um, but, you know, he's an elevated injury risk, but above average health performance factor. So I think he's going to be okay. Um, Alshon Jeffrey is expected to come back after um, his ankle injury. 
Our algorithm gave him a grade two injury for this, so a moderate sprain, um, but his healthy to return date has been week 13. So his numbers uh, should improve significantly by game time. Looks like he's going to be an elevated injury risk with an above average health performance factor. So not 100% yet, but definitely getting close. Um, Jordan Howard is the one I'm most concerned about. He's dealing with a stinger near his shoulder, which basically means there's a little bit of nerve damage. This is one of those injuries that's pretty tough to predict. Um, sometimes they resolve within a few days. Sometimes it takes weeks or months. His clearly did not get better in a few days. Um, he still hasn't regained full strength in his shoulder, hasn't been cleared for contact yet. So I'm pretty concerned about him. And if he plays, um, I don't think he's going to see the same number of snaps that he did before his injury. It doesn't sound like Jordan Howard is going to play another week, Greg, dealing with that stinger injury. I think we fire up Miles Sanders once again as a low-end RB2 going up against the Dolphins, allowing the fifth most fantasy points. And while we're talking about the Eagles, if Alshon Jeffrey plays, I think that throws a little bit of cold water on Dallas Goddard. But if he plays, I think you got to get Jeffrey in your lineup, don't you, as a wide receiver three? I think so, too. The that Dolphins secondary yeah. is very bad. Exactly. The matchup's too good to avoid. If Alshon Jeffrey's out there, he should be out there in your lineups as well. We're talking to Virginia Zakis of inside injuries. We hit on the Eagles. Now let's hit on the Patriots. Late last week, they lost Mohamed Sanu. They lost Philip Dorsett. So they went to the Sony Michelle show. We saw Julian Edelman, who's been banged up as well. Um, but we saw a lot of Edelman. Nikhil Harry had a touchdown. What is the status of the Patriots wide receivers, Philip Dorsett and Muhammad Sanu? Yeah, I'm concerned about Philip Dorsett. Um, he did get in some limited practices last week, but he hasn't cleared concussion protocol yet. Um, that's a little bit unusual, not totally unheard of, but... You know, until he gets in a full practice and then we hear he's cleared, I don't think he's someone that we can trust just because his uh, recovery so far hasn't been exactly what we want to see. Um, Sanu been dealing with an ankle sprain. Uh, we're considering this a grade one sprain, so a milder injury, and actually think he could be back this week, even though initial reports were that he could miss a couple weeks. Um, but he is still an elevated injury risk, and his health performance factor is below average. Um, these ankle sprains just... We'll slow him down a little bit. We'll affect his cutting and his explosiveness, so he may not be as effective. Real quick, Virginia, Golden Tate in concussion protocol did not practice today. What can you tell us about Golden Tate and his status heading into Week 13? Yeah, I'm pretty concerned about him. Um, I think a lot of people are forgetting that he also suffered a concussion in the preseason and ended up missing around a week. So that's two concussions in a pretty short period of time. Um, he's a high injury risk, and I would not be surprised if he doesn't get cleared in time. Virginia, what's the Thanksgiving plan for you tomorrow? Um, I'm hanging out with the family, eating a lot of turkey, maybe playing a little football. Um, just hanging out. There you go. That's an awesome Thanksgiving. Very exciting. Very exciting stuff. Virginia, we appreciate the time. Uh, as always, have a fantastic Thanksgiving, a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Awesome. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll go through a lot more from Sunday. We'll go. Frank doesn't want to go game by game. He wants to make sure we hit all the important things. So we will do just that. On the other side, VFFs, Frank Stample, Greg Sussman, hanging out with you and sending it into the holiday rites. Stick around. More on the way here on the BFFs right after this. Can't get enough fantasy football? Roto Experts has launched their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Righty then, Frank. Week 13 is upon us. Let's get into it. Let's get into Sunday. Oh, I'll get to the read. All right. I was excited. <laughs> like, Fra- Frank's pointing me at the screen. I'm pointing at the screen like, the screen. Uh, read, Greg, Thanksgiving read, Daily Roto read, promo. Read Daily Roto. <laughs> Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Then let DailyRoto.com stuff your pockets with cash this Thanksgiving. Get a free trial with the promo code STUFFING to unlock a free seven-day elite membership. Leverage Daily Roto's optimizer and industry-leading fantasy projections and learn from the game's best DFS players. Don't be a turkey. Get your free trial. It's DailyRoto.com. The promo code is STUFFING for a free trial. New customers only. The offer expires at the end of November. Promo code is STUFFING. DailyRoto.com. You're going to need all those winnings, Greggy, because Black Friday basically starts now, right? Maybe Black Friday. Like, how ridiculous has this been, Greg? I mean, I, I, I'm all right with... Black Friday, that's fine. No, getting up early, going out on no the issue. day Friday. F- 5 a.m. Friday, no issue. Dude, stuff opening up on 5 p.m. Thanksgiving? Enrages me. Come on, dude. Enrages Let people me. enjoy their Thanksgiving. Let people hang out with their family that they barely get to see, watch football, and eat and drink and just lay around all day. I mean, that's what Thanksgiving's supposed to be all about. Dude, cannot agree more. I think it's so appa- ridiculous. I think it's appalling, to be honest with you. It's crazy, man. Uh, I will be waking up at 5 a.m. on Friday morning, uh, but fine. That's, that's fine. You know, I'm it's going Friday. out to the Deer Park outlets, Long Island, right. whatever. Yeah. Apparently, crazy deals. You got to bring, bring your own bags. Like, that's how crazy it is. They charge you extra for bags, apparently. I'm going to walk the Nordstrom and see if there's anything there. <laughs> I was going to ask you, do you do anything crazy on I don't, Friday? I don't normally. I'm gonna, I was trying to watch The Irishman on Friday. Um, I don't think you I'm strike me as a big uh, online shopper. I don't really have a big shopper in general. Um, when I need like a TV, I would buy it on Black Friday, obviously. Um, the shoes I saw you er- showed you earlier, I'm going to hope they go on sale on Black Friday. Um, <laughs> my plan. Buy them for yourself instead of uh, sending them over to Judy. Listen, I mean, hey, Judy, if it, if it's I cheap, need a Christmas gift. If it's cheap enough, Hanukkah, Frank. <laughs> oh, right. Hanukkah. Thanks, man. My bad. <laughs> Forgot it. for a second. <laughs> it's all right, man. Um, let me get into Sunday, and I'm going to start in Baltimore. It's the Niners versus the Ravens. It's a really tough spot for Baltimore. I think you're in a tough spot with some of these Ravens, uh, one of these, some of these, excuse me, Niners players. That includes Debo Samuel, includes Tevin Coleman. I think those are the two guys that you really, Emmanuel Sanders as well, you really have to ask yourself, do I want to start them? And the answer, of course, is going to be, well, who are your alternatives? Obviously, Frank, you have a bunch of alternatives listed, but just in a vacuum, how do you feel this week about Debo Samuel, Tevin Coleman, and Emmanuel Sanders? Yeah, I'm probably more worried about the pass catchers than I am Tevin Coleman. I think that the 49ers are going to try and keep the Ravens' offense off the field. I think that Tevin Coleman sees a decent workload here, 15-plus touches. And the way to attack the Ravens' defense has actually been with the run. They're allowing 4.34 yards per carry, two opposing running backs. I mentioned earlier, since Marcus Peters has come over to the Baltimore Ravens and basically the rest of their secondary just getting healthy with Marlon Humphrey and with Jimmy Smith, it's been a really tough go for wide receivers going up against the Baltimore Ravens. So I am worried about Emmanuel Sanders. I'm worried about Debo Samuel as well. 
Uh, I like Debo Samuel for the future. Keeper Dynasty Leagues, I think he's going to be an awesome player. You're obviously starting George Kittle. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is more of a lower-end Superflex quarterback this week. Um, and Tevin Coleman, for me, Greg, is a solid RB2. I think he gets a decent workload in this spot. Well, Tevin Coleman, I know he scored a touchdown last week. He hasn't been as great he as he was He hasn't been great. No, he hasn't. So, it does depend on your other options. I'll say that. Have we seen anything on Breida? I haven't seen anything on Breida, no. Okay, so, yeah, the latest is he's just questionable. I haven't seen anything in terms of practice, but... Uh, if he's out again, I think Raheem Mostert once again in play as a lower end RB three flex option. I, Greg, I think this is one of those games where, you know, we've seen some uh, unleashing of Jimmy Garoppolo recently. I don't think this is one of those games. I think they rely a, a lot on the run. Okay, so we'll see if Tevin Coleman gets back in the swing of things here uh, on Sunday. Of course, San Francisco in Baltimore. You're, the Ravens, uh, you'd think you'd start all of them, but the one name that comes to mind that I do have a question about, it's Hollywood Brown. You told everybody last week to bench him. He scores two touchdowns. Tough Sorry. Spot. Lamar Jackson's been amazing. Mark Ingram's been amazing. Uh, Mark Ingram, tough matchup against San Francisco. Obviously, he'll be out there for you. But what about Hollywood Brown? What about Mark Andrews? What do you think? I think it's just hard to get away from Mark Andrews, right? Like, if he is your tight end, I understand, you know, the targets have been inconsistent. He's been a little bit touchdown dependent, but he is still the guy that, more often than not, Lamar Jackson is looking for in the red zone. He is a big body. Um, it's just, It would be t- tough for me to use a Jack Doyle, Greg, let's say, or a Ryan Griffin over Mark Andrews based on the season that he has had. So, uh, unless you have Mark Andrews and one of those other top tight ends... I think you are using Mark Andrews. When it comes to Hollywood Brown, Greg, I think last week was a reminder that you can't really... I mean, I think that he can be touched uh, matchup dependent. You know, I, I think that it doesn't necessarily matter. You know, I thought Jalen Ramsey was going to be on him last week. They moved him all around. You know, when it comes to these tough secondaries and, and specific shutdown corners. I mean, smart offensive minds and coordinators, which I think we know Greg Roman is, is going to move around their pieces to get the most out of them. And that's what they did with Hollywood Brown. If you see on those touchdowns that he scored last week, it was one of them coming across the middle where everyone was focusing on Mark Andrews. And, you know, he wasn't covered by Jalen Ramsey on that play. And I, I think that they're going to put him in that position once again. So if you're just talking about from this game perspective, the wide receiver that I like most in this game is Hollywood Brown. And I know it's a tough secondary, but I think that they're going to find ways to get him involved. They've been using him more in the red zone as well. Uh, So between him, Sanders, and Debo Samuel, I do like Hollywood Brown the most. Hollywood Brown, Debo Samuel in the same game, both in tough matchups. We'll see obviously what happens coming up on Sunday. Um, Continuing around here, looking for some of these tougher matchups that we want to make sure uh, that we hit. Let me get to... Where do I want to go, Frank? Let me go to Pittsburgh, where it's Pittsburgh versus Cleveland. We talked about Benny Snell uh, yesterday as someone to pick up. Cleveland uh, in a, has been much better as of late. They won three in a row. Benny Snell, I don't know the status of Juju. I don't know the status. Uh, I guess Deontay Johnson's playing. How do you see this Pittsburgh Steelers offense shaping up? So I actually saw a tweet earlier today that Devlin Hodges and James Washington went hunting for turkeys together. So that can't be a bad thing for their rapport, for their connection. But... Uh, ultimately, the Cleveland Browns secondary is one of the tougher ones. I think you know James Washington, a lower end wide receiver three. You know I, I'd take a Hollywood Brown over him just because of the offense that he plays in. They're both you know tougher matchups. Uh, I think we see a lot of running in this game again, Greg, on both sides of the ball. I think that the way to attack Cleveland is on the ground. They're 22nd in run defense DVOA, 
and I'm not expecting James Conner. I think Benny Snell is in play as a high-end RB3, as a high-end flex option. He led the team in snaps, led the team in carries, rushing yards. And I always say this about young players, Greg, and specifically running backs. When they are given an opportunity and they come through on that opportunity and they perform well, I think that they're going to continue to see more work. And that was the case with Jonathan Williams with the Colts a couple of weeks ago. He came through when they gave him more work, and that's exactly what he did last week against the Texans. Now, they didn't win that game, but he performed well. I think we're going to see something similar out of Benny Snell again this week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And on the other side, obviously, you're using Nick Chubb. I think Kareem Hunt, you know, more of a PPR flex, a solid flex. I'm not as excited about Kareem Hunt this week as I was last week going up against the Dolphins. Uh, you got to start Jarvis Landry. Had a monster game against, not a monster game, but had a good game against Pittsburgh last time out. Scored a touchdown against them. Uh, and I think you got to start Odell Beckham, Greg. I mean, this is one of those tougher matchups, but do you dare get cute and bench Odell Beckham here, Greg? I mean, probably not. He's coming off scoring a touchdown for the first time since week two. I'm not going to bench Odell Beckham Jr. I know it's a tough matchup, but uh, I'll start everybody that you mentioned. I want to get to the next game between Arizona and Los Angeles. Everybody's off the Rams, right? They get demolished by Baltimore. Everyone has figured out Sean McVay. It's not fun anymore. Nothing for nothing. I kind of like the Rams in this spot on Sunday against Arizona. I know you're facing a Kyler Murray that's not dissimilar from Lamar Jackson. It's an Arizona offense that can score in bunches. The Arizona defense isn't nearly as good as Baltimore Ravens' defense, which means we should see some scoring in Arizona for the Rams. Yeah, I'm with you. I think we see a higher scoring affair here between the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. The Cardinals can put up points. Kyler Murray is playing extremely well. I think this is a good bounce-back spot for Jared Goff, Greg. And I've been off Goff. I've been off the Rams' offense. But I would use Jared Goff over Matt Ryan this week. I know it's crazy, but the Arizona Cardinals' pass defense is that bad. They're allowing the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. They allowed Jimmy Garoppolo, who has been a bit inconsistent from a fantasy perspective this season, to throw for four touchdowns in two of the past three games against the Arizona Cardinals. So I think Goff can have success. I'm going back to Cooper Cup. I like Robert Woods. I like Brandon Cooks. I think Woods and Cooks are high-end wide receiver threes. I think Cooper Cup is back in the wide receiver two discussion. And like we always say, you like the pass catchers for a team? You have to like the quarterback. I think Jared Goff is in a good position for a bounce-back spot here. I think Jared, where is he in your rankings this week? QB 16, I just made the swap. I put him ahead of Matt Ryan. <laughs> you hate Matt Ryan. Hate <laughs> Matt Ryan's going to throw for 403 tomorrow. It's going to be great. You hate Matt Ryan so <laughs> so very much. Um, Los Angeles versus Denver. Denver's coming off a disgusting defeat at the hands of the Buffalo Bills. Chargers coming off a bye. Is there anybody that you would normally start that you're benching in this one? Not normally. I just... I'm staying away from Mike Williams, obviously, but okay. he's not someone who was you know, a slam dunk for your lineup regardless. I don't think I can go as far as to bench Keenan Allen, but Keenan Allen has had some really tough games against Denver Broncos over the in past Denver, couple of seasons, and especially in Denver. It's a tough place to play in the high altitude. I don't think I can go as far as to bench Keenan Allen, Greg, but I definitely... You know, have more realistic expectations for him this week. You know, I know he scored a touchdown the last time out that he played, but I think it is a tougher spot here for Keenan Allen. And, you know, I had someone tweet at me earlier today asking about Hunter Henry. Should I drop Hunter Henry for Evan Ingram? 
have no reason why I would want to do something like that. Engram has been banged up, not 100%. Absolutely not. Since Hunter Henry has returned from injury, his target share has been massive. So I think somewhere that you can actually attack the Broncos' defense is with the tight end. So I do like Hunter Henry in this spot. Eckler, the touches haven't necessarily been there. He's still being used as a receiver, Greg, but I think that he is a low-end RB2. You know, based on his targets that he's seen, his usage in the red zone... I think that you continue to fire up Austin Eckler as a low-end RB2, uh, a high-end flex option. On the other side, tough matchup for Cortland Sutton, but he has performed every week outside of last week. So, again, like Keenan Allen, I think it's it's a low-end wide receiver too. It's You don't have as high expectations as you have for Cortland Sutton in weeks past, but I think you do continue to throw him out there based on the targets that he's seeing. And Philip Lindsay, for me, uh, seeing more work, seeing more snaps, he is a high-end RB, too. The Chargers allow a ton of fantasy production to running backs. No T.Y. No T.Y. Hilton for the Colts. Any is interest? that official? Potentially no okay. T.Y. Hilton for the Colts. Would you start someone like Zach Pascal this week in Tennessee? So I was looking into that because Tennessee has been so bad against sure. wide receivers sure. that I don't think that it's crazy. Okay. You know, I think you can make the argument that if T.Y. Hilton is out, you can use a Pascal over a... Debo Samuel or, or an Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, but obviously, you have to see how, how things play out when it comes to T.Y. Hilton. Do really like Jack Doyle. We spoke about him a lot during our waiver wire show yesterday. But Eric Ebron now on IR. T.Y. Hilton banged up. Jacoby Brissett likes to throw the ball to the tight end. I think Jack Doyle is in position for, you know, six to eight targets here. And I don't really know who else Jacoby Brissett can rely on as a pass catcher. I think Naheem Hines is interesting. The Tennessee Titans have given up a lot of production to pass-catching running backs, and we saw a solid role for Naheem Hines last week. So I think he's in play once again as a flex in PPR leagues, Greg. All right, so there you go. Are any, we have 30 seconds left, Frank. Anything else you want to note about your rankings, about your start sit for the Sunday? Uh, I am back in on Ronald Jones. I know I've been talking badly about Jimmy Garoppolo all show. So for Chris Ventura, the closer, I have to rectify this situation. I have Ronald Jones inside of my top 20. Really good matchup against the Jaguars. All right, there you have it. For Frank Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Have a fantastic, fantastic Thanksgiving. Join us tomorrow morning before the games. Sports Grid will have you covered. Get on the grid. Pluto Channel 517. At the window coming up in a bit. Wager Talk is next. See you on Monday, everybody. We We hope. hope. I mean, hey! NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. What did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the BFFs. Thanksgiving games, of course, going on tomorrow. Three games. We talked a lot about them yesterday. Today, we have a lot to do. We're going to try to hit on as much of Sunday's slate as we can. Virginia Zakis will join us coming down at 2.20. I know I promised you, EY, he is not here. He had some late things to take care of. So Frank and I uh, will take you all through the top of the hour doing as much as we can. But I want to start with something, Frank, that we're going to get to with Virginia in a little bit. And that is the status of Damian Williams. Because we're not doing the leftovers this week because we don't have time to do it. But I'll start with a little leftovers. Damian Williams didn't practice today or isn't practicing today. 
We didn't really mention that yesterday when going through the waivers. As I was talking about Benny Snell and Chase Edmonds or whatnot. I brought up Daryl Williams. We didn't go in-depth on yeah. Daryl Williams. I think sure. maybe we... I should have harped on that a, a little bit more. Because Damian Williams doesn't play. LaShawn McCoy and Daryl and Williams are, are going to split time for Kansas City in a really, really good matchup against Oakland. Shouldn't people be more excited about Daryl Williams? Well, I understand why people are not overly excited about him. He's not a very exciting player. He kind of just does whatever he does. But the last time we saw the Chiefs playing, Darrell Williams led this team in snaps, led them in carries. He scored a touchdown, as did LaShawn McCoy, but ended up leaving with the concussion. Now, it looks like LaShawn McCoy is going to be good to go. And I saw a couple people tweeting about this yesterday regarding Damian Williams. There was a, a reporter scrum around Andy Reid. Everyone asked him about LaShawn McCoy, Tyreek Hill. No one asked him about Damian Williams. But now we know that he isn't practicing. So, uh, yeah, when it comes to the leftover segment, if you do need a running back flex, you're desperate, end of your bench, why not grab one of the running backs that plays for one of the best offenses in the league in the Kansas City Chiefs? Brought him up yesterday. I'm with you in agreement 100%. If you missed out on Benny Snell, if you missed out on Rashad Penny, I think Darrell Williams is a fine running back to add right now. Yeah, I think he makes sense. Tyreek Hill just... Giving you the update there. Andy Reid was optimistic about his status for Sunday, and for good reason. He practiced, or is practicing, in full today for the Chiefs. So as long as he comes out of practice good, well, he'll be good to go, obviously, on Sunday. Tyreek Hill in a position to, in a great matchup. We're talking to Jim Saunders for the FanDuel hurry-up earlier. Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, all three are tops at their position this week. All on the same offense. This Chiefs offense has a chance to explode on Sunday against Oakland. As they should be. You look at Oakland, they are 30th in pass defense DVOA. The New York Jets just lit them up as well. Sam Darnold playing very well right now. But this Oakland Raiders defense, uh, the way to attack them is with the pass. You can run on them a little bit, but you can do anything against them. You can. I mean, that's how it's been for you know the past <laughs> decade or two when it comes to the Oakland Raiders defense. But specifically against the pass, I think Patrick Mahomes is just due for a monster game. We saw earlier in the year, Greg, he threw for over 400 yards, either three or four touchdowns whatever it was. He had a monster game against Oakland. I think we get another one of those this week.